into
first starting off with the knowledge itself with the five percent nation and you know went peace through to that the gods and earth peace to the gods and earth positive people of the universe <laughs> <laughs> facts you know what i'm saying so went through that journey um you know uh then you know as a result of my family um who was already sunni muslim you know since birth you know i, I have you know my uncle you know sheikh youssef take me under his wing and you know start teaching me about the sunnah and um you know i took my shahada with him and his longtime friend abdul uh, abdul kudus um you know so may allah you know forgive him his sins grant him jenna i mean and um you know started studying the sunnah but you know i i was a, a rebel you know what i'm saying so right. i wanted i wanted black nationalism and islam together you know what i'm saying and you know i, I didn't think that you know when i used to hang out you know, go to Juma with these cats, I wasn't really, wasn't really feeling it like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, then the Ansar Law community presented the opportunity for me, so I was riding with them, and, you know, for a couple of years, and then I went to the Nation of Islam, you know, um, two, twice, you know what I'm saying? So, registered. Yeah, Brother you know. Fahim is, uh, Yeah. he's been all of the orthodox, unorthodox. Yes. So, he's well-versed in all of the uh, different um, what do you want to call that expressions of Islam in particular with the African American expression absolutely and so that's sort of uh, where we come to the title of the show is Being Pod Chronicles um, so the idea sort of stemmed from an interview that was conducted uh, around the Being Pod and um, uh, during that interview uh, it became uh, 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 it became interesting to me that um, the bean pie, basically, in its simplicity, mm-hmm. it did represent a lot of different things, and a lot of, and the main thing that it represented is um, the African American Muslim um, experience, and so the bean pie chronicles um, for us uh, is this opportunity to let that voice be um, expressed and um, heard. In in a, in a in a sort of you know we have a bakery and there's people that come in all the time if you know if you have a business where you have a barbershop whatever it is people come and talk and chop it up and there's a certain feeling and uh, uh, um, nature to those discussions right and the Bean Pod Chronicles are is is is, inten- is intended to be sort of a reflection of those type of conversations and those perspectives that we hear often around the fire the fire pit. Yeah. within the indigenous uh, black community yeah you know indeed indeed and you know and, and, and you know to add on to that you know um, definitely Islam informs you know if it, it informs us you know and it informs our perspective but you know we want this platform to show that Islam is not a box and many times it's presented as a box that you know um for the Muslim and the non-Muslim to look at Islam in a much more universal and practical light, you know, and having um, a guest like Amina Muhammad Diggins, you know, showing a, a Muslim woman that who's an author, and you know, too many times it's a how can I say a misconception that the Muslim woman uh, is uh, docile, has nothing to offer, just just to please her husband, and that's that she has no worth, no value. And you know, you know. You mean that's not true? <laughs> no. Here's the, here's the truth. We have women 
who do do that, but that's not Islam. That's right, the right. that's the point. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? We do have men who do practice a particular a domineering bent, but that's not Islam. You right. know what I'm saying? The Prophet, you know, peace and blessed be upon him, he is all of our examples for both men and women. You know what I'm saying? So right. he's, you know, it's, it's many, you know, traditions attributed to him that's, you know, talks about being gentle yet firm. That's how, that's, that's the, that's the, the model for both men and women, how should we relate to each other? So, you know, you know, you know, I think that, you know, with this first, you know, go around with, you know, with uh, Bean Pop Chronicles and having, you know, an esteemed guest is to help shatter those myths and, you know, shatter those uh, misconceptions. So, uh, you know, uh, ideally we wanted to work on, uh, we're working on this, this is the first time out the gate. The intention is to have segmented um, uh, aspects of the show. We want to talk about current events. We want to talk about, you know, maybe every once in a while some controversial issue, right. some misconception. Um, and I think it's very important what we, what we wanted to have is to make sure that the Muslim women have a seat at this table in particular because, you know, in the communities and we would like to uh, eliminate that idea that the African-American or the Muslim woman is sort of like a second-class citizen here. Right. So uh, we want to start a discussion with Sister Amina Muhammad Diggins. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, the book is awesome. It's a child, child's book, but... You're much more than that. I follow you on Instagram. I see you out there and doing a lot of public speaking. You seem to be a serial entrepreneur. I don't know, you know, you do got the bouncy house game going. So mm -hmm. talk to us about, you know, the fullness. Like, did you ever spend any time in the corporate world? Like, what's your, what's your story? So my, uh, my journey uh, began, my father um, is Samir Muhammad. Uh, he is um, was a co-owner of the Alley Bean Pie. And also, I don't know if we guys have chumpy chips and homegirl chips, chips in New York. Uh, so my father was the founder of Chumpy Homegirls. And growing up, I always knew about doing for self. That was because I always like to say I'm, we're the first generation after the nation that my family is. Mm -hmm. And that um, doing for self and being responsible for your community was always ingrained in our household. So it was never um, a thought of should we, but when are we going to uh, step into the limelight and, and, and be the example for our community. So uh, the homegirl potato chip bag you know, featured, you know, a Muslim woman, a Christian woman, a Latino Muslim, Latino woman, and uh, it was uh, just a beautiful example of, uh, of a sisterhood. And my father always told me that, you know, when you graduate, make sure you come back to entrepreneurship. So mm. I just I took a stint. I did work in corporate America. I ran uh, the state of New Jersey for electronic component com com company. And when they hired uh, two elderly uh, Caucasian gentlemen, and I was no longer the the manager. Right. Mm. I gave my two weeks notice. <laughs> I was like, okay, right, right, it's time right. to go. Mm. So you know, I always knew that I had to come back to entrepreneurship. So we, you know, over the years we had different businesses, but. Uh, we own a bounce house company in South Jersey for the last 10 years, and we also train uh, families across the United States how to open their own businesses. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we invest in real estate, started investing in real estate in 2009, and always wanted to be an author because my mother, may Allah have mercy on her soul, um, mm -hmm. that was one of her dreams to become a children's book author. She talked about it all the time when we were growing up, and she passed in 2009. 
May Allah have mercy on her soul. I mean, I mean. And uh, my first book was dedicated to her. And I said, I understood the the power that a book can have on a child. Like I would see a child and their face would light up and they were like, oh wow, there's a brown Muslim woman, Muslim girl that looks like me on the, on the, on the book. And my second book for Bashir and the Amazing Bean Pot, I knew I had to pay homage to my roots. Right. Uh, and there were no other books that were specific to the African-American Muslim experience. I right. was looking for children's books and I was like, there was, I think there was only Malcolm Little written by. Right, um, right, 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 yeah. right. And I was like, what? Right. So, um, so you it was, threw your hat in the ring. I threw my hat in the ring. And Alhamdulillah, it's been, it opened as uh, one of the, I guess, number one books on Amazon for Islamic children's books in June. Right. And it's been very well received, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I, you know, what I love is that um, it's about creating culture. So what I like to think of is that, you know, there's tons of opportunities to create this, what you would call this being pie culture, this being pie community. Um, it's a lot of firsts to be had and um, unlike other people who might want to sit and complain and say well there's no this and there's no that and be upset that someone else didn't take uh, the opportunity to provide something for you you know you went out there and made it yourself you know and then now you're reaping the rewards uh, from from your effort you know the book is very um, it's a beautiful book um, as a matter of fact we're having a book reading later on today at Abu's Bakery uh, so uh, I guess if anyone is in town and can uh, stop by the shop at 5 o'clock Amina Muhammad Diggins will be in the house and we'll have bean pies for for everyone indeed, indeed. You know, there was a lot of different points that I wanted to drive home in the book um, one of them was the celebration of the uh, black Muslim family so it's a multi-generational um, there's the nucleus family, the mother and father are still married, grandma and grandfather are still married. Still married. Um, still married. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was um, something very important because, we, you know, uh, in the media and the news and you hear about, you know, the broken black family. Right. Um, but that was not my experience. You know, all right. of my friends, their mother and fathers were still married. You know, my, you know, so it was, I wanted to make sure that that idea was still um, being seen in print, right? Um, and also to celebrate um, the black man as a, a, a central part of the the, the family. Uh, so right. she's learning how to make the bean pie from her grandfather. Nice. Um, and she's cooking in the kitchen with her grandfather. Um, you know, they are. Um, it's a part, um, a moment in the book where they are eating the Eid uh, dinner. And the mother tells her to go over to the neighbor's house and right. bring a plate to the neighbor, Miss Johnson. Right. Um, so we know as, as black Muslims or as Muslims in general, we are supposed to be a part of our community and not just, you know, in an isolated bubble. Right. right. Um, so right. I wanted to drive that po point home in sh as well, inshallah. Right. Yeah. Thanks for feedback. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are all excellent points. And um, it's funny, I mean, we, we part of our intent today is to talk about you know voting and things of that nature and a lot of those points that you drove home are very conservative conservative uh, points you know 
And um, <laughs> is, is family family is a conservative point? Yes, a nuclear family, family and community a, is a, a conservative nuclear, point. Nuclear family, man, I woman, and child. I think that's a trick. I wouldn't agree to that. Say that again. But I think I think I honestly think that's a, a trick. So you have to, you know, we have to pick sides. You know, you got to right. be, you know, Democrat or Republican, and if right, you right. are Republican, then you believe in family. Right. Um, you know, I think that um, you know, as Muslims, I. I Honestly, I don't. I don't consider myself like a liberal. Like, I, I believe exactly. in what the Quran says about um, family and and morality and mm-hmm. um, you know. But you know, in today's society, we're supposed to you know kind of put ourselves in a particular box and choose sides you know based on um, what the the powers that be say. But right. um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm you don't subscribe to that. Subscribe to that. Yeah. Right. Well. You know, brother Fahim and I, we were we were hanging out yesterday and uh, mm-hmm. partying. I wouldn't use that language. Nah, I wouldn't <laughs> use that language. <laughs> nah, we was playing it like '87, arms folded against yes, the wall. Yes, we was on our square. We was on our square. <laughs> we, was, we were on our post. That's watching, right. Thank watching you very the party. much. Yes. Yeah, we watching the party. Make sure everybody, party. make sure everybody's, you know, conducting themselves properly. Yeah. You know, the uh, dance is like. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, it, it occurred to me that, you know, this society is going towards a sort of uh, judgeless, meaning, like, for me to say what a criteria is. Like, so to not have a criteria. So you said, like, you know, as a Muslim, I, the criteria is Islam. Like, that'll be a bad thing, right? Because yeah. if you have a criteria, they're saying, you know, I'm not going to choose to do this. I'm not going to choose that. Well, why are you not going to do that? That's fun, you know? Well, there's things of higher of, of merit than what's fun or what's not or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's taking a stand on something. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way that, you know, I would say liberal, the liberal concept is like, you know, let that stuff go. Like the traditional, so those are, those are traditional values. Like she said, the father was there. So you watch so many sitcoms, especially when they, you know, uh, there's an African American or someone around like the father may not necessarily be in the story you know who was Urkel's father you know it was like you don't never you don't know who these guys were yeah I don't think he was in the he was in the movie you know the show so um it's it is a conservative traditional um perspective that she felt was you felt it was necessary to establish that my son um is in school and he said mom you want to one of the things he said, Mom, do you understand the reason why these kids are so crazy? Right. He said they don't believe in God mm. and they don't have any fathers. And I was like, Whoa, like as a fourteen year old to say that and to understand that he said there's nothing that keeps them from doing certain things because right. they don't have anything to answer to. So everything right. is on the table. Anything you want to do, whatever your mind draws you to or your soul draws you to, you can do if you have no anchor. Um, with with uh, accountability to the high, to your creator, um, and then I personally, and maybe people may you know disagree, but I personally believe that um, you know having a male figure, having a father figure in the home, or at least a very um, important part of a child's life is important. I think you need both. Right, it's balance. Absolutely. I mean, you the need balance. both to 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 make the person. You know what I'm saying? So. It's, doesn't make sense that you wouldn't need both to feed into the cultivation of this individual. Uh, but, you know, as we know in, a, in our community, African-American community, not, you know, it's, it's very difficult to 
uh, separate the two. You know, people have made the mistake of, you know, separating the African-American community, Muslim community from, and that's another part of your book. You said, go give the neighbor some food. So yes. even though Mrs. Jones or whatever the uh, neighbor's name was, you didn't see her as other than, you know, yourself. And so I think that that's been a big mistake or a, 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 a sort of like a challenge for the African-American community, uh, African-American Muslim community to keep itself grounded and rooted in the African-American experience. And so there is, tends to be somewhat of a separation. So in African-American community, we have the strong, you know, uh, you know, the strong single mother thing, you know, and that's cool. You know, it is what it is. It is some people, maybe in a liberal environment, you might see that as not necessarily an issue, you know. Right. She can I think that the strong um, single mother that's reiterated countless times in the African-American community is a very simplified version mm -hmm. of what actually goes down in the African-American community. Right. Because through my observation, through myself actually being a single black mother in America. Strong very black woman. Strong black woman. That's right. Um, is that there is support, but the support is not what they want to write about. The support doesn't fit this conservative picture of what support looks like. And as though, even though the nucleus of this family um, in um, Bashira and the Amazing Bean Pie is beautiful, there is a sense of being able to tap into those that are on your bloodline that makes you stronger because you're born into it, right? So you come into this world, the blood is strong, the, the nucleus is strong, you're, you're built on a strong structure, which makes your growth easier sure. or which simplifies your growth because you don't have to start from scratch but when you break it down to the community when you look directly at people's individual stories the single mother's stories right. it's not the single mother there is the grandmother there is the aunt there mm -hmm. is the uncle in right. brooklyn um when i really fully embraced my single motherhood status is when i understood that these men who were rejected by businesses, by traditional business structures and mm -hmm. traditional um, corporate um, corporate manufactured to push black people out. So the corporate standard is created so that you have to do this way and you have to appease the white man ultimately mm -hmm. to stay involved and move up in the managerial world. So when we, when we do make these boundaries and then we give people everything so that they can't reach those boundaries that man now becomes this provider in a different way and I've seen these men pick up these children from schools and it may not be the father but it will be the uncle right. I've seen the big brother hold the little sister's hand as he walks her home and they walk home together and he is made responsible for this life so I think it's as beautiful and as ideal as this structure is, and as much as it is a part of the American dream, part of the Disney dream, part of the conservative dream, whether they actually um, live it or not, we could get into those details later about how, um, how family-based the conservative is. Um, there's still a lot of possibilities and nuances to the black American that aren't discussed and are not held up and are not um, acknowledged as valuable. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so to say that liberals don't believe in family, I don't know if that's true, but family looks different. Right. And I think they commonly go to gay communities to say, oh, family looks different, but it's not about, it's not even about your sexuality. Family looks different because sometimes your biggest supporters in life will be the ones who you had no chance of meeting but by the grace of God. Right. Yeah. Right, so when this child comes into being as a result of this union, that is where it all starts at. Mm -hmm. So grandma wasn't there, your uncle wasn't there, your big brother wasn't there. So if that um, structure is, 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 is like saying, well, that doesn't matter, then you create an unnatural situation in the first place. So when the dude's like, where's my father? What are you gonna do, point to his brother? You gonna point to his uncle? You gonna point to his, his sister? And every child yearns that. I mean, you see all of the psychological and emotional, um, you know, experiences that come out of that when you don't have. And I'm not saying that you know, you know, in Islam we know that uh, divorce is not haram. Like you can get divorced. Right. But it's you know, like you were saying, how they um, promote this idea of the woman just out here by herself, blowing in the wind. You know, right. as if there's the father is not a present part of their their life or the uncle or um but i personally believe you know that there's a responsibility you know if you're going to make a child to be in that child's life right. you know you know we know that about the violence and how our men are being killed in the street we know about the incarceration mass incarceration right. um you know and those things you know are by design you know i believe that but if you have the ability, there's also the responsibility that if you are, you know, walking around free and your child is blown in the wind, you create, you create uh, that effect of dysfunction, right. you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to just being there. Right. Just right. like your son pointed out, you know, you can go to, I mean, I believe the science, if you want to deal with science, the science speaks for itself. If you want to deal with, you know, obviously there's tons of uh, success stories out of the single family, single mom, or even single dad, mm -hmm. single parent households. Yeah. But I would probably say the overwhelming evidence would uh, point to a destructive impact on individuals. If you want to look at the probably, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't want to turn into armchair uh, statistician, yeah. but if you want to look at probably incarceration and mm -hmm. And like you said, uh, kids in the daggone principal's office. Right. You know, I've you know I, I've spent my time as a um, in the education mm -hmm. system uh, as a dean at Boys and Girls uh, Historical uh, Brooklyn Boys and Girls High School. Shout out. Um, peace, peace. And a lot of the times that I had to deal with and step in and you know um, uh, address a young man or what have you, or even young girls, it was crazy because we talk about the young men but the young girls you know don't have a father and that's where things get weird you know um people uh become somewhat imbalanced you know looking for their father in other people or other men and you know people can abuse children when they see find that imbalance there so um you know i, I can only speak from my experience in that regard like that this is it's a real issue within the community and you know when we come to back to the book you know you um are modeling success through family and i think that you know and and me and Idris's discussions a lot um 
center on systems. And mm, the only way mm, mm, mm. there's going to be success as Muslims, as black people, indigenous here and abroad, is that you have to model you have to model success. You have to follow particular systems for success. Not, you know, we know we live in America, so we know that, you know, okay, you made a mistake. All right, fine. Um, there was a situation, um, you weren't in your right mind or whatever circumstances, you know, Allahu Alam, Allah knows best. Okay, so, but moving forward, now that you're in the situation as a single mother or as a single father, now you have to create systems so that that's not repeated or that your child or children won't see repeated, you know, you know, behaviors that repeat failure, that uphold failure. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's not about, you know, uh, you know, when I look at the liberal sort of liberal versus conservative position, you know, it's just basically two sides of a coin. And, you know, for us Muslims, like, my position is Islam. I don't really follow a particular ideology. Though, I, though at one time I did subscribe to a particular ideology, ideology. Though at one time I was a heavy MSNBC, you know, watcher, you know, Keith Oberman. And, you know, I was really, really into that for years, you know. And but what I could what I didn't understand is that um, the the role of the individual and the Quran constantly talks about our role as individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not, yes, we're not out here up, up by ourselves. We you know we are social animals, social creatures, but yet and still, you have, you've been given a bounty that's entrusted to you to make certain decisions. So, you can go this way, you can go this way, but let, but you have to be cognizant. And then we, this is what we have to teach children, that there's always rewards and consequences. And too many times in this society, we are not reminded or we're not shown that there is rewards and consequences for certain types of behavior. And this is where the conservatives look at the liberals like, y'all are wilding out. Y'all are crazy. You cannot, like the welfare state is, un, is, is you cannot maintain that. You know what I'm saying? And the liberals are like, well, these are human beings you know, they need to be taken care of. Both positions are right. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Human beings need to be taken care of, but yeah, but you can't you can't act like that. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that the liberal position tends to be like, you know, you can't tell me what to do. I you know, I have this I have this freedom and yeah, so blah, freedom, blah, 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 freedom, right. Freedom um, you know, comes with responsibility. Responsibility. Right. Exactly. So you want to be free, but don't want to deal with the responsibilities right. of your actions. Absolutely. So you can be buck wild all you want to, but right. when but when reality catches up and it's like boom, this is the condition I'm in. Now as the as the uh, as the as the challenges mount up, now I need the system. Now I need the system. Yes. And the system is there to take care of you, but you know now you're plugged into the system. You don't have this freedom. So I mean, Sister Amino, you were once corporate. Mm-hmm. Then you went entrepreneurial. Speak about the freedom to, that that you have now in in relations to you know the decisions you make and how you control your life, how you dictate your reality. weren't you scared? weren't you scared that you know leaving the system and and going independent wasn't that a frightening move for you? Mm-hmm. 
it was it was definitely absolutely frightening. Um, I'm not going to speak. I do speak from a privileged perspective because I did have a husband. I do have a husband who you know had a nine to five um, right. when I left corporate America. Even though the income wasn't you know, I still we still needed a two parent household. And right. speaking back to even the economics of a single family. of a nucleus family, right. when you have one person working and another person working and they're both putting into the pot, you're able to elevate your family uh, faster. Right. Um, economically um, and have more opportunities when it comes to economics but um, it was definitely frightening but I didn't um, I didn't allow my fear to to stop me so I said okay we're going to I said listen we're going to figure something out but I'm not I cannot stay here anymore you know it was I was running the entire state and then I ran the region and then they hired you know um, the two Caucasian gentlemen who were much older than me and they were like, okay, you still run New Jersey, but they answer to the regional director. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, and I, as a 21-year-old and 20, I forgot how old I was, 25, I think. Um, yeah, you did all that at 25, you run in New Jersey? Yeah, I, but, wow. I, I had to, but I had to say, um, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I was in a, a, car, um, a car accident, uh, I guess about a month before all of that happened. Um, and I was still driving two hours to work every single day, you know, with neck braces and arm braces, mm. and, um, and it, I just, I just quit. Right. I don't even, I think I gave two weeks notice, but it was like, okay, what do I have to do? And I said, okay, I need to bring in this amount of money per month. Right. All right. So I started in-home daycare. So I, I didn't have children, children at the time when I quit, but I said I needed to, you know, find an income. So I started an in-home daycare. I had my children. I said, I want to be able to stay home with my children and not have to put them in daycare. So I said, okay, what can I do? So then I did that. And then um, my mother got ill and she passed. May Allah have mercy on her soul. Mm-hmm. And during that process, I had to stop the daycare and run over to Philadelphia and it became a burden. So I'm always about creating the ideal life for myself. So when my in-home daycare no longer supported my life, I shut the daycare down. Right. And then I said, okay, what can we do? I'm always, my father always said, you have to think your way out of things. Right. So you don't say, okay, well, I got to go back to corporate America. No, okay, what can I do to still bring in, you know, income? We know in America you need two incomes, you know, at least to do what you want to do. Right. Um, and especially when we're talking about our black men who are paid, what is it, 60% less than their white counterpart right, with the right. same level of education. Right. So knowing that you got to work harder. Right. So we started a, um, a bounce house business, and that's it's been very uh, lucrative for us, alhamdulillah. And that was one of the reasons why I, we said, you know what, we have to train other families on how to do this because it was a, a game changer for our family. Right. Um, so it was, I'm always about what can you do to think your way out of it. Right. You know, I know I'm. You know, people. Oh, that's pri- you know, people. It's a privilege and blah blah blah. But it's it's just about using your God-given brain and using the resources around you to figure it out. Right. And that's what we did. I mean, that's very powerful. Um, you know, the idea that, you know, I guess the the do for self uh, message was drilled home, and so you and know. And that's what the liberal idea wants to take away that authority right. of doing for yourself. Right, 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 right. right. I, Agreed. And right. Agreed. I worked um, as a freelance, um, uh, not freelance, what is it? Sort of like freelance, in a, in, a, in a shelter in Philadelphia. 
And my job was to find jobs for people who were in the shelter. Who right. Had, you know, come across, come on hard times. And I would find employment and they were like, you know, it's going to mess up my check. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't, right. I don't want to go to work because it's going to mess up my check. Right. So when you are, I mean, every, a human being is going to say, okay, if I can make this much money by sitting on my butt. Right. Or I can make less by right. going out to work. Then right. you want to choose right. sitting it's on your incentivizing. Uh, you know, you're giving incentives for right. You know, for that, I'm not saying that we should not have a way to help people. Absolutely. But um, when you think, take away that authority to say I have to do for myself, right? Um, you 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 enable a whole system. See, this is this is where uh, I you think know. again we're simplifying the issue very 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 simply. I think that when you go to work, it takes money to go to work. When you are a single mother to go to work, it takes money to go to work. Not only does it take money, it takes the most important resource you resource you have as a mother is your energy and your time. Yeah. All right. So if you don't want the system raising your kids if you if there's not a human there to protect your kids you need to put yourself in a position and again this has become where you become resourceful like you were talking about you become resourceful and you don't limit yourself by the boundaries of what anybody has told you or however you were trained or brought up and you understand that you can make things work with faith in yourself absolutely. and faith absolutely in god right whatever God you choose to acknowledge in your life and hopefully it is some God right so it's not only that you don't want to give up that check to go to work but if I give up that check now now all the burden of the full amount of rent comes on me now the burden of the full amount of child care costs comes on me now the burden I think I'm my mic is now the burden of the full commute comes on me so it's not, I don't think it's a liberal thing that creates that crutch. I think it's an equity thing and I think it's an oppression and structural Absolutely. racism Agreed. that creates that crutch. Agreed. So I don't think that the answer is conservative and I think that's the issue with voting for me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to these voting and these voting tactics of let's go out and vote and um, the problem is what y'all even offer me, I don't want. I do not want Hillary. I do not want Trump. I don't mm-hmm. want any of the people that you guys are telling me is the best. If this is the best America has to offer, we got to scrap that shit. Sorry. No. No. <laughs> because that's a problem. That's a problem. If the best you have to offer is Hillary, who has not changed her tune in 20 plus years within democracy and the other best is you have a show host who is an egotistical maniacal fool those are the best two options that america one of the greatest countries to live in that people die to come to has to offer that's a problem that's where the problem for voting just to bring it back to these polls that are coming up on november 6th where you feel like the power that they say that you have the power of the people is not actually there because the only reason that these two people and these two entities exist is because the power of money so let's get into the polls like so are we voting who's voting i think it's it is important to vote in um local elections because i'm all about um changing your in your immediate environment you know Right, you know, you have your sphere the, of influence and your sphere, uh, sphere of concern. So, yeah, right. so, so working you, in the local state, you worked for the local state. I worked for a, a private company. A private company. A public company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That held 
structure within the state or no I did, well, it was just um, we did a lot of like military contracts and stuff like that but um, we just it was ran like regions not necessarily like the state of New Jersey okay but just like an independent company that you know sold to New Jersey oh I understand yeah. what you're saying okay um, but I you know a lot of things happen because um, people don't don't um, we don't take accountability for our local you know elections things like the school board things like you know our sheriff and things that you can see and touch and feel mm-hmm. you know I think that's very extremely important when we're talking about um, the choice between this person and that person I personally I was inside the box you know two years ago like who am I honestly I was still like who do I vote for because I don't <laughs> like either one of these people but I understood that if even if I try to stick my head in the sand and act like this is not going to happen the world is going to you know keep rolling along yes. and I have to you know kind of put my stake where I need to put my stake but um, I, I, I still do vote now there's a lot of people a lot of my friends don't um but I believe that, you know, like they said, one voice can change a room, you know, and, you know, well, so Philly is a Philly and Pennsylvania are very politically, they're on the seesaw. So sometimes they come up Democratic, sometimes yeah. they come up and Republican. So it's Pennsylvania important. was one of the reasons why Trump is in office. Right. So yes. it's like if everybody's sitting home and then everybody's crying the blues about he's doing uh, you didn't take your butt to the polls. So, you know, same thing when it comes to school boards, you know, their schools are like our. I was in denial when my son went, we went to private school, we homeschooled cause I'm, you know, totally against, you know, you know, public school. But right now he's in public school. And I'm like, for years I was sticking my head in the sand and we, you know, for whatever reason, my taxes are extremely high, but our school district is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, I should have been, I live here. Mm-hmm. I should have been in the, you know, finding out who was the, you know, who was running for school board, who was running for mayor, what was going on. Because at sooner or later you're going to look up and you're going to be in it, and you we have the hindsight of trying to figure out where wow I should have got involved a long time ago. So I do believe in voting. So that's sort of like local politics, and I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, as far as national politics, one thing, but local politics, you know, that makes sense. And for me, I mean, I don't vote uh, pretty much at all. But I have voted a couple times when I knew the politicians involved and I knew the politics that uh, they represented. Um, and there's so many little, like, little laws and little bylaws that are passed, right? you know, unbeknownst to the public because the people that are in power are checking yes and checking no. Um, <coughs> whether or not we affect the presidential election, I mean, you know, but senators and governors and state reps and all that um i think that's important to understand how each person votes right um so you know okay when they are going to do away with um special education in schools when they're trying to get away with arts programs when they're passing laws you know to ban people from certain countries to come into this country right um i think that's important to to know about and get involved in indeed so um so this is where I get to in voting, though, okay? So everybody is, is you should be the knowledgeable voter. Mm-hmm. But you yourself, you know, I don't think your story was very, was different from a lot of people in the U.S. A lot of middle-class people work that nine-to-five within corporate America and are driving two hours for the job because 
basically what they're providing you in terms of your income doesn't provide you to live close to them oh no 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 we don't do that so now you have to if you want to find your home your phone your home has to be in this area and you have to travel so now we're 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 very we're thinning out people and their ability to be present and create the community that they need because we're so focused on this keeping this structure and this idea and it's just it's almost like the breakdown is built in like you can't help but break down and fortunately for you you were able to break down and break free right because of the background that you come from the entrepreneurship not only within your family but within the structure of islam which promotes it and i think that that's actually one of the best pieces of islam that i really took away from working with Idris and working at the bakery is this idea to break free um, mm-hmm. from the restrictions by doing your own thing. Absolutely. And that's yeah. where I come in. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I'm, I'm always on some vote your interest. You know, vote your interest, vote your pocketbook, vote your interest. However, you know, um, I think that there are other paradigms, you know, to to be explored but I don't think many of our people are willing to go that route because too many of us feel that we have too much vested in this system and I respect that Um, but I I think that there needs to be a two-pronged approach when it comes to politics in America and when it comes to the indigenous black person so you know in the 60s towards the late 60s and early 70s you know, the, the call, the political call to arms was revolution and liberation, right? As we move towards the, the late 70s, early 80s, it was more about electoral politics, and that's fine, you know, but I don't think we should forsake the revolution liberation part either. You get what I'm saying? So, because that creates pressure. That creates pressure. When you have too much influence, and I'm so much, not sorry, I'm so sorry, too much you know, vested into one route for improvement and expansion of your people, you put yourself at a disadvantage. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you're also equally, equally involved on a community front, a a, a more independent front, um, as well as the electoral process, you know, that, you know, to me, that's way more empowering than to say, strictly vote, that's the only way, Mm -hmm. um, to gain access and power. And, you know, I've read too many books. I've been around too many powerful people. And I'll let you know, I've had conversations with people that'll let you know on a higher level, it is not about voting at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But on a lower level, I respect that position because the immediacy of what we need in terms of trash pickup and street lights being fixed respect all day for anybody who's very engaged on the electoral process on the local level. So that's as far as my engagement would go. But I, I'm, I'm like Idris and I'm like you, Ruby. I, I don't vote. You know, though I was an active voter at one time, but I, I don't vote. Um, my, you know, focus is merely, you know, um, entrepreneurial, um, yet with a, a nation-building component because I don't think too many of us see us, ourselves as a nation within a nation. And most people who immigrate to this country, they see themselves as a nation within a nation because mm-hmm. they have somewhere to go back to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we don't, I don't think we operate as a nation within a nation. 
you know, and that process, we I think we need to be more mature in terms of the electoral politics route, but also the independence route. And I think we need to really explore those those avenues. I That's wish it. the independence route was strong. Right. The independence route is like a joke. It's no. like a freaking joke. <laughs> like It's well, so I mean, frustrating <laughs> because there is no voice that I feel like that talks about the complicated dynamics that it is to be black in America. Mm-hmm. Like, and then when you get a president like Obama and for him to do nothing for what it means to be black in America, it was like a, a smack in the damn face mm-hmm. because it was almost like he paved the way for this idiocy. <laughs> right. In some way, he had a hand in paving the way for this idiocy. Right. Then well, I mean, it's also, but we also handed the keys to him without really... You know, I mean, with no question, right? No question of his authority. Let's keep it real. I mean, black people, when they vote, they thought the Messiah has arrived. Mm. That was the reaction. Who used the word Messiah? That was the reaction (laughs) across that particular word. (laughs) That was the reaction, like you know, you know, like I've prayed for this moment, you know that. You know, but it, it was like Amina that. Yeah, vote, it was like Amina that. Amina voted for him, so let's right. get that clear. <laughs> <laughs> she voted right. for him. I, just to be clear, I voted for him too. Yes, both I voted times, for him too. Both times, don't, don't get it twisted. I voted for the first time, that was, but that not the second. After, time. Okay, what is it that that happened though? I even if politically and as far mm-hmm. as laws being passed that would directly affect us, you know. But the idea of seeing someone in power for eight years, like my son grew up, the only president he knew was a black man. Right. Yeah. The only first lady he knew was Michelle, Michelle Obama. Right. Right. And only his first children he knew were Masasha and Malia. Yeah, and yeah. that idea, right, mm-hmm. can change an entire nation, entire right. you know childhood. We had like when I was growing up, the reason why I wanted to go to college was because a different world was right, on television. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't because. You know, they were talking about stay in school. And, right. You know, right. what was it? Uh, say no to drugs with uh, right, what's right. their name? Uh, Dare. Dare and, right. and uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan and Nancy right. Reagan. Nancy. I, that wasn't part of that my. Didn't appeal to you. You know, right. it was like okay, I'm I'm watching television and you see you know Jada Pinkett and you see you know Kadeem Harrison and you see uh, Sinbad and you know Debbie Allen, mm-hmm. with Lisa Rashad and the Cosby Show. So that right there for that child Jasmine to guy. see that that's Jasmine Guy. Shout out. <laughs> so Jasmine it's um guy. it is important, even if when you say didn't do anything politically, psychologically, psychologically, yes. and yeah, that's what powerful. we as black people we are so connected to the psychological, to the earth, to the soul. Mm-hmm. That right there. And then what they're doing after office. I just was happy, like, just get out of office, right. you know. So the work that they are doing outside of the office, you know, in Chicago and, you know, the work, you know, it's um, – I'm just happy they made it out. Right. And are still able to do work. Um, right. But, you know. I mean, I think that it was an important um, episode. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a pessimist, so I don't really – I wasn't really going for, like – the kumbaya yeah, kissing in the street and then you know it was a serious backlash you know some people say that Trump was the backlash you know um, as far as what he was able to do or what he didn't do I, I agree I think that the psychological um, uh, impact was uh, uh, was important and I know some people that say he did do some things policy wise mm-hmm. that benefited them um but um, 
I just think that, not to just cut you off, but right. it's it was it was so uneventful. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it depends, like, it depends on what you were looking for. And you know what? Right. I do you know? think that it is important to have that vision of um, Obama in the office and Malia and Sasha. And I can't wait until Malia and Sasha run. Let me just say well, they that Harvard, right, they now. right now. But I think that that's almost a part of the problem. There is, you know what? When I, I watch Different World 2, I think we're like right along mm-hmm. the same generation lines. And I took my ass straight to college. I was like, right. hurry up, yeah, go to college. Go, 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 go. Right, right. And I don't use that goddamn degree on a day in my right. life. Right, right. right. You and think you're not using it. That's the thing. No, 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 no. I didn't. I, I got sold the dream. I bought it. I probably wasn't an informed consumer. I will say that. Right, I right. could have made better decisions with my money. I will say that. Right. But but that dream was a lie because as soon as we graduated from college, that is when the economic burst happened. Mm. And there were me and friends of mine who couldn't find jobs for six months, for a year. And when we found jobs um, at a higher rate than I feel most, the black women were put into simple assistant jobs. Right. And that is a job that I could have gained straight out of high school. Thank right. you very much. I right. know how to type and answer a phone right. without, you know, $100,000 worth of student debt. Right. And black women have the highest percentage of student loan debt in America. Right. Because we will go into debt for that dream. And so my my whole point of that is that there needs to be, a, again, we're going back to this, go back to the community the person that you should look up to, the person that should not be an image on a television that is right. manufactured right, right, and catered right, right, to right, make right, you right. salivate, mm-hmm. right. you know, like that McDonald's chicken nuggets and french fries. Right. But the person that we should look is the person that we experience and we understand and we feel the goodness from them. Right. Is the person that is legit there and present and every day, day in, day out, is proving that they are capable and that they desire more and that they're doing more and that they are a good whole person, whether they went to college or not. Right. You know, whether, you know, and so it's like I understand the value of having um, these present figures in our, our on our television screens in our viewpoints of these people who succeed but i just feel like it's it it's almost all a lie <laughs> i mean well, I, and it's so in the, the my personal relationships and i hope for most people that the personal relationships you place more value on that well definitely i mean but again in the society that we're in where you know things are manufactured um for consumption and it's a product being sold, so Obama could be seen as a product. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you said, you know, I, Hillary or Trump. I don't like those products, you know. So I'm going to walk. Did not like I didn't like products. those products. Right. Please take you them know? back. And so, um, I, to me, I often feel like, you know, I'm again being skeptical. Like, what do they really want from this? Because you know, I'm not. I'm no. I'm not going to get what I want from this. But I'm supposed to buy into. The whole election and for me i think that like trump and obama are both very polarizing figures like you couldn't find like the more opposite and i think they're intended to draw out this participation like we gotta go in november like people have never thought about voting obama for whatever reason they're gonna vote for him and love you know whatever their choices stand by him and now trump i hate him so much so you know there's so much emotion being drawn out 
that people that would never have participated in this thing. And and, and America is seen as, you know, the bastion of uh, of democracy and re uh, 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 representative government. So to have very low voter turnout, you know, the world looks at that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, places in Europe have 80% voter turnout. So for us to have like 40% or less than, you know, 56%, you know, so I think they've created this sort of environment where people are going to be uh, a very, uh, 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 there's a lot of anxiety at this point. Right. And so people feel like anxiety. going to the, going to the uh, ballot booth is, you know, where we're going to solve this problem, you know, and it's sort of, for me, it's like a sleight of hand, you know, it's like, right. you think the problem is over here, but the problem is not there. You know, like you said, the problem is local. The problem is, or not even a problem, the, the, the um, opportunity solution. to the solution and improvement is always due for self. It always goes back to, you know, yes. the local and what you're actually doing. You Absolutely. know, so I'm not, it's absurd, you know, to look, oh, the president is going to change. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it depends on what you were expecting from the guy. If you're expecting him to right, right all the wrongs and now everything is equality and cause a black man is driving a steering wheel, he's going to solve all of the you know, you you thinking about something that's not really a part of the. You know, he never even promised that. Right. He exactly. said, "Yo, I'm a president for everybody." Right. You know, so he he wiped that out of your mind right from the beginning. Right. And but, and, uh, and when we look at you know certain presidential policies, things that were enacted that impacted or affected the American people, like in my time as a voter, I think something monumental that I got that I received was when, you know, George W. Bush was in office. And I literally got a $300 rebate check. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I'll vote for him again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but see, but that's soup to nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually, he said he was going to do it. And I actually got a, a, a freaking check. You know what I'm saying? And I think that the way we can help dispel politics for people is like, you know, and for a, a a black agenda similar to what the Black Political Convention was about in 1972, what are you going to do for me? Period. You know what, what I'm you, saying? Like, what is what is JFK said? You know, don't don't ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. What can right, we right. do for ourselves? Right. We have to get rid of that idea that someone is going to come along and save us. Right. That Agreed. has to go. Agreed. Has to go. Right. Agreed. There's right. no. Savior. It's not happening. Agreed. Right. I totally so agree. So what can we do? And that's the, one of the reasons why I wrote Best Year in Amazing Bean Pie was what can we do, you know, for the family and, you know, you know, creating industry. Like the bean pie is a, an, an entire economic right. yes. construct. Right, right. Yes. You know, Absolutely. like family. My, I went to college because of the bean pie. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like my, right. you know. My father was able to take care of our entire family. I went to private school because of the bean pie. Right, right. You know, so being able to say have this this economic um, separate from what they tell you you can do. Right. This is something that you can do on your own and creating an entire industry. Yes. Outside of what is given to you, like my uncles, you know, a lot of them were you know addicted to co to crack cocaine, but my father was able to help them get off of drugs by working in the factory. Right. You know, so it was, you know, when, you know, cocaine and crack was dumped into our communities yes, and were. the entire, you know, generations 
of people were dismantled. You know, you had either you was, you went to prison because you were selling, or you got addicted and died. You know, your grandmother was raising these children, and then you know she didn't know what was going on because so many children. You mm-hmm. had people that, so it was. But now, it's like, okay, what can we do right now? What can we do right now? I, I mean, I don't know. I no, I I think you're on to something, and you know, I've heard you know many political pundits, you know, and um, also entrepreneurs talk about the value of a job you know and that type of you know what that gives to a human being a man or woman um to have work you know and you know when i i think about the program of the honorable elijah muhammad um when he was alive that a lot of those people who were in the ranks of the nation of islam they're you know street people you know former peddlers drug users Pimps, prostitutes, but yet when they came into that environment, they had to go to work, right? You know, for the nation and for themselves, right? So that type of ethic helped quell certain, you know, vices, if you will, right? You know, almost instantaneously, right? And you know, there's been reports about how, you know, the the reformation process of people who joined the nation after being in those particular environments was like nothing they ever seen before. So the ethic that we have to impart, you know, I, 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 I really like the point that you that you brought up, Sister Amina, is, you know, which, you know, the conservatives like to champion a lot, you right. know. Right, pull the, yourself up by your bootstrap. Right, exactly, but. You ain't got no bootstraps. Right, exactly. Say, we ain't got no bootstraps. Right. You so, got Tim's on, everybody got right. Tim's. Right, so, you know, the, the Horatio Algiers thing is a myth, you know what I'm saying? However, Work, you know, the uh, the ethic of hard work is not a myth, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I it's would like to point out, again, the nuances with that. Mm-hmm. So when you are invited into the nation mm-hmm. and you're saying you have to work, mm-hmm. you do receive the benefits. So there mm-hmm. is the community who, for the those who can't afford, there's food that is provided. Mm-hmm. For those who have no homes, there are people who have, you know, low like low rent homes yes. or rooms that they can yes. rent out for the community. Yes. And and so it's not just about just the job, right? It's about right. the providing Absolutely. the community itself provides the job but also the means to do the job and to be present for the job by supplementing other things that you may not be capable of maintaining on your own at that time. Mm-hmm. No, there's, there's no question about that. And but I think that, you know, what is missing, particularly, you know, once we travel, you know, those of us who've been around the country and been around, like, poor communities in most major cities, there is, it appears to me, it's just my opinion, but it appears to me that um, many, I won't say many, some some of us have, like, an entitlement right. issue. Right. Like, we owed something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that we're older reparations. We're never going to get that. Right. Don't okay, say so that. Don't say that. No, 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 no. We're never, see, we see, really see, need to literally coming. keep that conversation so, alive. Keep hope alive. Keep hope no, alive. keep so, that conversation alive. No, we hope should alive. keep that conversation alive. But here's the thing. All right. They feel like reparations. You here. Right. I know, the right? The system <laughs> is the reparations. Right, 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 right. There's nothing. Could have been in Africa right now. We have to, <laughs> you know, I, early, early on we, we talked about psyche and psychology. Right, I remember I had a, uh, a debate with his sister, um, where she said um, she wanted me to 
you know, argue the merits for reparations. I said, well, that's a waste of time. She said, why? I said, because the people don't believe that they deserve it. So there's, there's a belief, there's a desire in our people that's not that. Our people, our people can't, you know, effectively argue for reparations if they don't believe that they, they, they deserve it. Okay, so where, where belief has perished, you know what I'm saying, it's almost like it's almost hopeless. We don't lose hope as Muslims, but there has to be like some serious, simple education on the ground politically to what we need as a people. You know, and that doesn't even seems to exist. So I, I, I told her, so what's the, you know, argue like, okay, so who gets checks? I said, I don't, I said, if our people don't really believe it wholesale, like if the average brother or sister on the street, like, hey, do you think you deserve reparations? Yeah, and here's why. I could just argue point one. But we don't even have that. You know what I'm saying? So right, once, a, one, it, it's, it's that's like. a fringe project, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So well, it seems impossible. So. That's why I said that, you know, it appears that reparations is not going to be achieved. However, what is the what is in you, God given to you to adapt to that situation? If right. not, if you can if you give a demand and they don't concede to the demand, okay, so what you gonna do next? It's it's like when you um if you're in a hole and there's water pouring in the hole and if you're just sitting, I'm just waiting for the somebody right. to gonna come and give me a rope. Right. Like you can have that mind or you can say, you know what, the rope ain't coming. Right. Right. I gotta right. dig right. my nails into this Dirt. wall and climb up. Right, right, right. So it's and gotta it's die not, trying, right? <laughs> yeah, literally, and I think, literally, literally. It's not coming, so we have to say, okay, what can we do? Right. What can we do? You know, and I was, um, you know, the culturally, like a lot of things that are affecting our mindset and our soul set. You know, the music that is, you know, is is pumped into our communities. The idea of, you know, the pimp and the whole lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, right. Um, that's glorified. Right. You know, that is this, this completely dismantling, you know, the road for um, recovery. For, for recovery. Right. You know? So right. it's like if everything, and I was listening, I said, you know, all of our music. Our music. Our music right. is about, you know, some destructive, destructive behavior. Destructive behavior. Right. right. And you that's turn being, to. That's being rewarded. Yeah, it's being rewarded. So if you're going to sing, who, T.I. said that when he wanted to start saying something positive, you wouldn't get produced, you know? Right. So it was like, um, it was it was like okay, okay. When you go to the other station, you hear about you know butterflies and rainbows. Right, 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 so, exactly. And it's all about the local. What decisions can you do from a moment to moment that are going to influence your life? Right. And I think when we can try to we come to grips with that, like okay, right. We have to make moment to moment decisions. Right. You know that brother that got sh shot. You know, walking home from store from the store. You know, mm -hmm. that was a moment decision. There was no Republican right that said shoot shoot this man. It was right. something, a decision that made that destroyed an entire family. Right. Um. So, so how do like, we change? How do we change right. that, those moment to moment interactions right. that have nothing to do with politics? I mean, they do right. because of you know. But that's guns. what I think is the problem with what we have in our structure of politics. Mm -hmm. None of them are actually invested on changing. And that's why I don't vote because none of them are invested on changing the community or adding to the community. They're all because for a, for even if you're a liberal, as we can see, welfare doesn't work. Right. Welfare is proven, like there's so many studies of welfare doesn't work from your own personal experience. Right. Working in that community, it doesn't work because people, they put this crutch on you. Mm -hmm. They put this crutch on you that 
makes it so you're never going to get well. And who does you never getting well benefit? It benefits the top 1%. Yes. So the, 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 liberal, the liberal status is not good, but the Republican status is not better because as soon as you make enough money, what happens to you, Golden Crust? What happens, Golden Crust? The owner of Golden Crust died. Where? How? How did right. this man die? Right. No word is heard about him. His All of his stores slashed, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. This man was getting the status that no black, Caribbean, whatever, American man had received in this country with this type of product. Right. And right. he was killed. And so... Republican, as you want to be a Republican and grow your own business and follow the plan and listen to this white man's formula, you're still going to be shot in the dark as you work overnight. All right. So well, this is what I'm saying is that both theory. of them, that's not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. I mean, that's the man, the listen, man. he came to me in my dreams. He told me oh. exactly. Oh. He told me exactly what happened to him. Okay. I said, my brother. <laughs> no, I mean, he didn't. I'm joking. But. What I'm saying is the whole thing sounded fishy. I don't know if anybody followed up on the story. story. That story story did not even make sense, and you never heard anything. But you know, I actually was fortunate. I had a meeting with him, and I hung out. Oh, you did have a meeting with him. What's the brother's name? Let's honor him, please. Uh, I'm pulling up. um, Howell. What's his name? I'm pulling up. Um, I I don't believe it only because I met the man. I spent about a good hour with him talking shop. He's right, he very, shot himself supposedly, yeah, right? Twice. He over killed himself twice over tax debts. But now, I mean, Trump I here. Mean, I mean, the point is. Yeah, uh, uh, Lowell Hawthorne. Yeah, Lowell, Lowell Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest, Rest my in man. peace. Very nice guy, very pleasant. He was doing a lot of great things uh, business wise. Like you said, he had definitely reached a um, level of entrepreneurial excellence. Unprecedented. That was, Mm-hmm. Uh, unprecedented and was not even honored in his time here as much as he should have like Agreed. where was the BET awards Agreed. for him Agreed. where was the D- NAACP awards for him that like but the, the amount of people that he was able to touch like I, I don't know his personal story right. but I know the brand right the amount of people that he probably employed a number of families right. you know so many you know people I mean? the people who loved his food so it's but it's not gone it's, that's what I'm saying it's, it's not, not gone, gone. He, yeah. it's still there so I mean to to, to, to diminish not that you were, but to say that even in his death, like that was a uh, 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 was the terrible way to end. But what he did on the economic end and on those benefits, his family, his his whole family basically was had uh, executive positions within his organization. So that that organization is still there and is still providing uh, economic uh, employment for thousands. I'm sure thousands of people. And so um, what I kind of, what I like about uh, your book, I think this the spirit of uh, you can do things. Like you said, you, you can lament and look at the institutional um, barriers that, uh, you know, we definitely want to admit and say acknowledge they, that they do exist, that there are challenges. But what option do you have? Like, we're, they're not, it's not going to be fair. You know, right. so a lot right. of angst and a lot of frustration is built up in looking for what we would call 100% equality. But there can't be equality because the, 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 the powers that be are the powers that be. And so if you're not going to be happy until you're sitting in that position, like you couldn't even fly this plane if you, if you had to. So what you can do is deal with what, what 
is being put in your grasp, which you can, uh, which you can control. You know, and it's a lot. It's tons. It's tons of um, opportunities. There's tons of uh, of things that you can personally influence. And if you right. get caught up into that, and if you embrace that, then you won't even look for that equality because you you're going to create yes. the equality for yourself. Yes, you're going to create the vision, the idea, and you're going to say, "But like, damn, like," and I feel like that is the secret that um, this society sort of like holds from the people. Like you said, if you want to create this dependence, like, oh, I'm, it'll get straight as soon as this guy. Right. It's you. It's like, it's you that, right. that is going to get it straight. And, and Brother Idris, I, I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head. We, you know, because America thrives off of, you know, this celebrity culture, you know, who is in the, the news cycle, like, it... It, you know, we have a culture that's fueled educationally and, and otherwise that makes the man and woman want to be the sun instead of being a star. The stars in the universe, it's billions, countless, but you just want to be the sun. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to want to learn how to play your position that the creator gave you. That's in all spiritual traditions. Like, accept your own and be yourself, Right. This is the body that I've been given. I'm going to adapt and make change within the body and the paradigm and time I've been given, the power I've been given, right? So I don't need to look to, you know, who's on TV or who I read about, you know, though, though, though who I read about helps, you know, influence me. But, you know, we give too much outside external credence to people who have no bearing on our lives right. whatsoever. Right. You think this policy which does affect you, uh, does may have, you know, some short-term implications upon you economically, okay? But once you, once you wake up in the morning and walk outside the door and you still have your faculties, like, change is within your grasp. It's on you. And this is what we have to imbue in our people, you know, that sense of hope. Like, it's in your grasp, you right. know, so I don't give a damn who is in office. Really has no bearing on me. Right. Really, that's how I move. That's how I moved on a day to day. Right. That's you know, I don't care if it's Clinton, I don't care if it's whoever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the the roads that I've traveled, you know, made me see like I have gifts, I have things at my disposal that I need to really impart to make a decision, to make change for myself and for my loved ones. So, but if there's a, you know, if there's despair, you know what I'm saying, amongst, you know, the poor groups of our people, as well as those who are struggling, who are happen to be middle income, you know what I'm saying? If there's that level of despair, it's always somebody else's fault. It's always going to be somebody else's fault. You know what I'm saying? But the hardest thing to do is to sit in the room and just deal with yourself and deal with the decisions that you've made, bad, good, or otherwise. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the hardest things that you know, that you can do as a human being, but that is the process for growth and development. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to be a shining star. I'm not trying to be the sun. I am not trying to be the moon. I'm just trying to be a shining star. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm the moon. Yes. Oh, respect. Rugi. Respect. Rugi. Respect. I'm definitely the moon goddess. Respect. She's the moon. She's the moon. Yeah. Um, I want, can we ask, uh, Sister Mina, uh, what is your, you have a follow-up 
to this this book? I am thinking about a follow-up. Um, the first book was about the po- the power of positive uh, self-talk. Mm-hmm. So that was the it was called There Is Greatness in Me, and it was the forward forward was written by um, Muhammad Ali's eldest daughter, Mary Ali. Mm. Okay. Um, and so I thought, okay, Bashir and the Amazing Bean Pie. And, but I don't honestly I don't know I know there's going to be another one right it may not be a, a continuation but it, it will be um, just be just like there's music that's you know contrary mm-hmm. I do want to keep planting seeds of the ideal um, because I think that um, like one parent told me that her daughter walks around the house with my book and I was like mm. you know another parent said that they read there is greatness in me out loud uh, one of the lines of the book is um, I turn the impossible into I'm possible Mm. So it's like, and it's repeated over and over in the book because everything happens because of intention. We know that in Islam, it's, you know, the power of intention. We reward right. it because of our intentions. Right. So being able to change things based on your mind right. is right. a real thing. Right, right. Like, I saw myself here right. a year ago. Right, you know what I mean? indeed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I saw myself in magazines and people saying, wow, that's deep, Amina. A year ago, because I said, you know what? Allah has blessed me with a voice. Allah has blessed me with a drive and a desire to change things. So I would be doing an injustice to my soul if I sat idle. Right. If I continued to just own a bounce house company and just, right. you know. So I was like, I have to. Let me ask you this question. Um, you know, so as you may know, the, the image of Muslim women is like this woman is docile you read my mind brother just like <laughs> playing the back role and you're like uh that is that uh, is that is that is that's do a you new find age. do you find that a lot of young muslim african-american sisters like look to you and say i'm inspired because you're like giving me a a, a vision of what i can do where they kind of where you breaking up out of this box because i see you public speaking you're not the, the hiding behind that, anything that that's a new age concept about the docile and all that you know, that's based on tradition that has nothing to do with us as, as an African-American woman. Right. That ain't not part of my tradition. Right. And as, and as a Muslim, it's not part of my tradition. We know right. that Khadija, uh, she was a businesswoman. Prophet right. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam worked for her. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I'm modeling the history of Islam. I'm right. not modeling Amina. I'm modeling people what Islam is. Islam is women who have been warriors, women who have been in the battle, women who have owned businesses. That's right. So I'm just modeling the mothers of the believers and the, the you know, we know that um, the, 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 wife, the wife of the Pharaoh, you know, we, all these women that were, that went against the norm, this whole new age, walking 10 feet behind your man, that's, that has nothing to do with Islam. That is, right. like you said, that's cultural. cultural stuff. Teach. That's cultural. Teach. Right. right. So I, I, I'm not sure if I ran into people. Well, I have when they said, you, you do inspire me. But I say, mashallah, I'm only doing what Islam is. is. I'm not doing anything special. I mean, but because that that uh, that culture may have seeped, seeped in, in. It has. and become normal, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. you may now find African-American women mm-hmm. that are buying into that buying into as, it as, 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 as being like oh I'm a pious wife or whatever yeah. blah, blah. and as a pious wife I just had to sit here and you know um, that's a poison in itself and I was I was um, I'm I'm grateful that my parents were in the nation of Islam and they converted to Sunni Islam mm-hmm. because I understand um, you know a lot of people who didn't have that op- that blessing to see you know that follow that that, that right. line of doing for self and mm-hmm. you know 
being independent from you know these uh, was it foreign right right not foreign as in foreign but foreign like as in um like a germ right right ideas well right (laughs) (laughs) right when when something is is planted a germ is planted it it starts to germinate and starts to you know multiply and it starts to affect the body right so those ideas of of docile and you know walking 10 places behind your, your man and you know, not being able shout to shout out to Pakistan. You know, speaking wild, only speaking when you're spoke to. That's not that right. is not even Islam. So, um, you know, but you have a lot of people. Like I was, I don't want to get too deep, but I was, you know, back in the '90s when you know certain ideals, you know, started mm-hmm. to infiltrate. Oh yeah, Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Oh, shout um, out to the Salafis. <laughs> 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 Sola for Sali <laughs> I mean it needs security <laughs> But um, I saw it And I saw it I saw you know And I'm not I, I can't speak to that Because I you know But it's like I saw The detriment That right. happened And a division It only happened In our communities Why mm-hmm. right. Why did it Why did it want to separate The black family The, mm-hmm. the black community It didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere else It just sat here And you had people You can't take from Siraj Wahaj because mm-hmm. he's off it. You can't right, take right. from this person because he's off it. Right. And it was like, you only have to wear this particular color. Where is this coming from? Right, right, so it's right. a germ that started to spread and it started to implant the minds and the souls of, of, of Muslims. Right. And then you had this, you know, it broke up families and it just was it just was horrible. But I am, I am and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to pay homage to, you know, and even though I'm probably going to get in trouble because I don't, you know, I don't, as a Sunni Muslim, do I own the bean pie? You know, right. like, you know, but because I have a history with it, I believe that I have the authority to talk about it. Right. But it's, um, it is, it's, it's a deep situation. Like I honestly, I know I'm probably going to, you know, probably write another book, but, um, I'm grateful to, to be here, honestly. Right. I, I think you touched on something, sister Mina, about embracing, you know, our Islam and also never denying our cultural heritage. You know what I'm saying? Because that's also what gives us success. So Allah didn't make any mistakes by making us, you know, extremely melanated, you know, and, you know, I, I have a similar experience where I came out into the nation, um, into Sunni Islam and being in the nation gives me a different perspective of how to practice Islam and what it does for me, it just I just make everything extremely pragmatic and practical, um, where things are not um, abstract or you know extremely esoteric. Though Allah is the seen and the unseen, and I believe in it both, you know. But um, I just give it gives me that that experience in the nation of Islam. It gives me ex- a lot of agency. It puts the agency upon myself to change my surroundings, to change my cipher, you know. So be Islam. <laughs> indeed. True indeed. True indeed. Now, yeah. but um now, nah, but it just that experience that your parents went through, that other, you know, men and women who went through that experience um under the teachings of Honorable Elijah Muhammad and came into Sunni Islam, they they have a a, a groundedness. A very a very grounded perspective of what it is to be here in this country, what it is to be here and be a Muslim. Well, and, that goes back yeah. to industriousness. When you, yes, when you're industrious, industriousness. Yes. And you get to like, you know, just like the Quran wasn't revealed all that, this big book, it was a line at a time and people were actually in the process of doing. 
So now that you have this big book, there's a lot of weight that's in there. And if you're not just taking it one line at a time and then right. executing, right. you don't really have the knowledge. You right. know, you have information. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when you have the work that goes along with the building, that's why you establish things, you establish community, you establish what have you. And when you're in the process of establishing businesses mm -hmm. and things of that nature, you get to really understand some of the principles on a different level than mm -hmm. like if you're just walking around with the with the uh, with the book as a as a manual for ritual. Right, a manual for and ritual. Was, um, we were talking about agency and, and action and, and how Islam is a, is a religion of action. Like we mm -hmm. talk about the um, in Surah Kahf, um, where the the seven sleepers, the twelve sleepers of the clay. Law forgive me, but they were being persecuted in their in their town and they made dua to God and said, okay, save me from this. But instead of just praying, they left town and took refuge in a cave and then, and then Allah saved them. Right. You know, you know caused them to sleep for, you know, hundreds of years. But it's like, it's about praying, having intention and also doing, doing. you know. Yes. So I think yes, that indeed. we get, you know, kind of mixed up. Like we're just going to just pray about it. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to pray and do, you right. know. Um, um, it's 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 really interesting. I, I'm 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 grateful to be here, honestly. Yes, thank you for coming. And uh, I just really I wanted to point out at the end of the book that there is the bean pie recipe is at the end, and I it's love. It's not it's not the bean pie recipe. No, it's not. It's, uh, it's <laughs> a, no, it's not. I don't know if you'll get an Abu's bean pie Son. out of it, but it is a bean, it pie, is a recipe. bean pie recipe. You can't give away everything. I, I right. think it's. Um, oh, you already know that you. So you cut out stuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so you might have to contact her. Yes. So it's. Um, I believe that when we talk about industry and we talk about ownership, right? You know, so it's important to continue to have ownership. You know. Of things, of the secrets, you know. Right, right, right. So, um, yes, it was intentional. Okay, right. okay, uh, but there is a recipe that will produce a bean pie. A bean pie that's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah, still it's a good. good bean. It's, still it's a good I. I'm not going to say that you know, but I, I do, um, I believe in you know industry, like right. I'm like, economics. So right. it's like okay, if you. I don't know where this book is going to end up, so I'm right. like, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. You know. And the bean pie is just becoming its own thing now. It is, you it is, see it the is. rise of the bean pie. Yeah. But just using something as simple as the navy bean, which has been a part of not only, you know, the American culture from the mm -hmm. beginning, and to turn it into this business that provided for you, and now giving this recipe mm -hmm. to the community. Yeah. It's and just, it's like with uh, someone you make it at home, if you don't have... If you don't if you don't know everything if you're not you know in the secret club right you know mm. you still were going to have to go to abdul's bakery that's right to get the legit because your crust you ain't going to be right <laughs> your crust is definitely it's going to be hard so that crust right. is high so it's like you know we made our the crust from scratch shout out to ali's you know being fine too we made our crust from scratch and pressing it and all that right you know um so it's like Yes, I understand that my goal is to be, you know, to speak at the African American Museum of Heritage in DC um, and talk about the impact of the African American Muslim on America. When is that? It's in my mind that it's oh, in my mind. Oh, 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 oh. You're speaking there it into being. So I'm speaking, speaking it into being. Fire coon. Coon <laughs> fire coon. So I, knowledge I, born. <laughs> I know what's happening. So mm -hmm. it's in my it's in my heart, it's in my mind. And um 
you know, so that that is a goal. And it's, you know, it's going to be a wonderful, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be people out, hundreds of people smiling back at me and smiling at my sister and smiling at my brother like, wow, I didn't realize the impact of African-American Muslims on America. Right. And it's going to be a beautiful thing. But um, do you have uh, any scheduled uh, stops? Because I know we're going to be at Abu's Bakery later on today. Yes. But uh, I know that was sort of like your last date on your tour. You just came off of basically a, a tour, yeah. essentially. And then um, on Tuesday, I'm going to be at the Merriff School in Bloomfield, New Jersey. And um, starting in February 16th to June 6th, uh, that year in the Amazing Bean Pie as a play is going to be at the Police Touch Museum in Philadelphia. Okay. Ooh, I Shout love out. that museum. That's, that's a hot right. museum. All right. Oh, big things, big things. That's right. That's what's up. And yeah. Because my, my intention, talking about intention, was for the idea of this book, even if it doesn't send a, sell a million copies, but the idea was to reach a million people. Hmm. So when, you know, you, if you don't, what is it, you know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Right. You know, so I'm staying ready. I'm making sure that I, I invest into myself. I invest into, you know, my craft. And I understand that if you continue to do that, you know, you're always going to be ready for things that, you know, happen or come to you. So it was a, a blessing, you know, to be able to be asked, what do you think about this? I'm like, sure, absolutely. Um, so, and I, um, I just accepted a position to sit on the board for... Um, an organization in New Jersey where we're going to help change the anti-Muslim bias in public schools right? through the arts. Nice. Um, so it's in, you know, we're, if anybody is a teaching artist, if you know anyone that, you know, that sings or does poetry or architecture, whatever it is, you know, because our children, um, you know, are you're not being persecuted, but there is a lot of bias and bullying based on Islamic faith. Right. Um, history you know, class. History they tell class. you coming out of saying all kind of nonsense yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought I had an idea for your new book, your next one, because you have basically you've been imbued with a culture. You know, a lot of the uh, the sayings that your dad might have given you, or ideas, or concepts that were handed to him from the nation. You know, I'm feeling like you know part of what needs to be done, and I think we might be the people, the Bean Pod community might be the people to do it. Is like we have to sort of like uh, jailbreak. Some of the right. jewels from out of the nation, because right. we can't. You know, I'm not going to join. I, I mean, Fahim is an active member, was, but there's a lot of jewels there, you know. And as far as the culture, because they did a great job of understanding who the African American was and is, and some of the ills and issues that we have. And there's a great deal of just nuggets of wisdom on mm -hmm. how to move in this situation I, right. I hear you I hear it coming through mm -hmm. in you and and and, 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 and like they say the, the 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 proof is in the pudding you know right. you you continue to manifest that so I would love just like even for even if it's just for black Muslim women you know how Absolutely. to how to function in this in this piece and and not lose your you know lose your integrity and dignity and right. hold your stuff together you know, I like I, my daughter would probably, you know, I would definitely get that book for her, along yeah. with this book here. You know, I just have to make a correction. I am not an active <laughs> member. <laughs> I'm about to say, you push you out there. I'm not, you know, my I'm, bad. I'm not active. <laughs> not an active FOI. That's right. Know, so, you know, I but he is, he stays on his square. I stay, though. still stay. He on ain't the... slipping. <laughs> he don't slip. I, I stay. I'm staying informed, you know, by the teachings, but you know. It's 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 been the sun for a while now. Yes, sir. Know, so, but I think it's, it's important to understand yeah. that you know there's <laughs> true, like true. belief in one God. 
You know, right. belief in one God that God is not it didn't come in the person of anyone. You mm-hmm. know, right. belief in that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu you know, was the last and final messenger. So right. those are the. the I want to make sure that people understand that, you know, at least about me, yeah. you know, because I don't want to go back to my creator and like, you know, what were you talking about? Right. So <laughs> I want to make, sure make that, that distinction. Let's make that right, distinction. Right. You know, I, I I respect, you know, the history and I respect, you know, the, the, the movement. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll leave my, my, my thoughts um, about the leadership, you know, I'll keep that to myself. Right. But, um, I think it's a, you know it's um, it's important to know our history and the, the importance and the work and the entire um, you know change you know generation for a while I didn't even I thought that everybody was from the nation <laughs> growing right, up right, I right, thought that right. everybody's parents converted in 1975 <laughs> right right right, <laughs> right. We, you know they raised their children went to Claremont school like I thought that every black Muslim had that yeah that lineage right it wasn't until i got like high school and they were like no i became my parents converted in 89 or you know yeah. it had nothing to do with that even though you know you know growing up and a lot of people on my block became muslim as adults mm-hmm. like you know we were the first muslims that they met even if they became muslim you know some other way but it's um it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I believe it's a definitely a conversation. That and that yeah. that history is coming out. You know, there are, there are people out here. You know, scholars uh, of our generation who are bringing that history out. You know, definitely a one movement that you know does not get enough credit is the Darul Islam movement, um, which you know is considered to be the largest movement outside of the the nation Imam WD community that helped uh, usher in Sunnisms. Um, amongst you know African Americans, so which you know uh, on in the Northeast, you know they had a tremendous influence on a lot of people becoming Muslim. So shout out to you know shout Dar- out to the doll babies, Dar- the doll babies, yeah, the children of the Dar. You know what I'm saying? So and uh, definitely respect to those who are um, keeping the up, keeping the work and in, in the spirits of our dear Imam Jamil Alamin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know. Free our Imam, you know what I'm saying, who also was a part of the Darul Islam movement. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? H-Rap so, Brown. That's right. Formerly known as H. Rap Brown, black revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and him being Muslim and the revolutionary ideals necessarily didn't clash. He just basically, Islam is basically provides the cover. You know what I'm saying? And I, I you know, it's funny, you know, when I started to really engage and embrace the Sunnah and you know, when you're young and full of fire, like you think, ah oh, man, you know, Sunni Muslims, you know, they ain't really. I thought they was about the RBG, like I used to read about back in the days, and you know, but when you study the Sunnah, really study the examples of men and women who went before you, who followed this particular path, ain't nothing corny about them, at all. You know what I'm saying? And I remember uh, Imam Jamil spoke at a. Uh, it was like a, a conference, like paying homage to uh, the great black leader, you know, Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael. Right. It was a bunch of, Minister Farrakhan was there, a bunch of notables in the black activist community was there. But Imam Jamil spoke, he was soft to the point, and everything, he tied everything about revolution to the Quran. Mm-hmm. And it was so powerful, just in his soft delivery. This is somebody who used to be fiery, Mm-hmm. Extremely fiery, but he hit the same fiery points from the Quran and just softness, man. And now, when I got older, I was like, "Oh, I see now. I see now. 
I see now. Yeah. All right. So, short time is running short. So let's wrap up. It was the first. I think it was a very successful uh, Indeed. first outing. Indeed. Enjoyed uh, our guest, Amina Muhammad Diggins, and her book Bashira and the Amazing Bing Pod. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me, Rugi. Yeah, that's right. Job. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if this formula works out. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to take a moment to promote, you know, Abu's Bakery. Please come out, visit me, see me, 1184 Fulton Street, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn right. all day, every day. And I also have another radio show, so I'm just going to take a moment. Sacred Places, if you want to look it up. It's my spiritual radio show. Um, if anything I said resonates with you, please, it's on Block Talk Radio. It's also on um, Apple Radio Podcast, whatever. Um, you just look under the Blake Radio and uh, find me there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. There find it is. Uh, well, I really don't have anything going. I just got <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shout out Abu's Bakery. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. This, this program was You're the sponsored. newest employee, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just like a brand <laughs> ambassador for, for Abu's, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just want to see this brand grow. And, you know, because it's tied into the industriousness of our people and mm-hmm. also our people who happen to also to be Muslim. That's so right. I just want to see you know, our, our, our brand and our product grow and, and I want to see more people involved in the conversation in terms of, you know, not just the Bean Pie and Bean Pie Chronicles, but what it is to be uh, an indigenous black man and woman in America and an indigenous black man and woman who also is also Muslim in America. All right. There it is. Good night. Peace, peace. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>